Welcome to another episode of The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited that you're with us here today, and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she'll be sharing about how to transform visions into victories. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She's a writer, speaker, and entrepreneur who specializes in expansive leadership, helping individuals and organizations unlock potential through openness. Through her deep and varied background, from practicing law to tech startups, diversity initiatives to energy work, she's come to embody an inspiring and unique kind of alchemy, fluidly transitioning between the worlds of business and spiritual growth. She's curated major conferences and festivals on social entrepreneurship, technology, and diversity, drawing hundreds of thousands of individuals and speakers, and her performers ranging from Al Gore to Devendra Manhart. Earlier in her career, she worked as a finance lawyer at the international law firm of uh, De Beauvoir and Plimpton and at the Export, Export Import Bank of the United States. And I'm grateful to have with us today, Andrea Gwendolyn. Andrea, so great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. So um, so am I saying your name? Is it Andrea or Andrea? I don't care. Andrea, Andrea. <laughs> I always like to make sure I get people's names right. So it's okay. I call you yeah. Andrea then, okay? Okay. So, um, Andrea, tell us, uh, since my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? It really means uh, creating and executing with a spiritual, a spiritual angle or with spiritual tools. Mm. And what that means really is understanding that as a creator, because entrepreneurs are creators, as creators of new products, a vision, right? Um, whatever it is that you're creating, you are imagining creating a vision and then executing that vision, but that there's a lot of things that can happen in the outcomes that are really not under your control. And so that part is where you really work with the spiritual world to stay calm, stay positive, stay alert to whatever information you should be getting from your surroundings to, to see what to move. I always think that in entrepreneurship and in life, really, and if we can really follow this, that the most important thing is to know what to do at the right time. And you can anticipate that worrying about the future or regretting the past, For so that you have to be very much in the present moment, but very alert, and very much in tune with your intuition. For that, you need to have cultivated a spiritual practice. Mm, beautiful. I love that. I got goosebumps when you said that. So I know we're going to talk a lot more about that. But can you share one challenge, Andrea, that stands out that, that you've faced that's helped you to activate that more in you? 
I, uh, so many challenges I face in the entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> That's what everyone always says. Many, it's like, just one. <laughs> yeah, so many. But I think one of, I want to talk about one that is very common for women. Mm. And it's the spouse support. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times um, women decide to start a business. Uh, they have to risk something. And maybe they were working in a corporation before. And then, you know, the husbands like the stability of you bringing in the paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. And you decide to start a, a business. Um, you will not make income for a little bit, probably, right? At the beginning, for mm-hmm. sure. It's difficult. Uh, you have to risk, maybe put some money, maybe put some, you know, savings into a business. And so I think all this creates a lot of friction with a partner that is not an entrepreneur themselves. So, mm. and I think that happens a lot to women. And I, for me, that was like a huge um, aspect of growth because there were so many uh, forces against me and not only forces from the market or forces from my lack of experience or forces from figuring figuring out the business model or forces from figuring out how to work my co-founder, but even closer to home was my own partner where I felt not you know necessarily uh, supported. At, that, at, some, at some time, then things changed, right? But mm-hmm. I think that that was like a, a real test to me because... I still decided that this was the way that I was going to go. And I didn't care if, you know, I wasn't supported. Yeah. Wow. That That's powerful. And we could probably do a whole episode on that. So we may want to have you back just to talk about that, because I know for myself, that was a very similar situation for me as well. You know, when I told my husband when I was eight months pregnant that I wanted to you know, not go back to corporate America and to start this business, you know, being a spiritual coach, nobody even knew what the heck a coach was back then, you know, 20 years ago. And, you know, and, and just it was like diving off the deep end, you know, so and I, and I had a newborn baby too, that, that, you know, I was eight months pregnant. So I really get where you're coming from on that. And, um, and I, and I think that's really powerful. So let's kind of dive in, um, because I I have some questions, you know, that I, that I want to ask you to really just kind of open the door to being able to activate those women and, and, uh, that are listening and, and, and the spiritual preneurs, how do you find the space to liberate yourself from your reality to dream a new reality? These are some of the things that you talk about, some of these things I'm going to ask you. So I really wanted to hone in on you being able to share that with, with um, our listeners. So how, how, how can they find the space to liberate themselves from their reality to dream a new reality, Andrea? Well, that is so important. I cannot even get, uh, you know, I cannot stress how important that is. So we are in the day-to-day executing, right, with uh, rejections, with setbacks, with, you know, people's energies, negativities, or whatever is happening. And you basically, uh, or the spouse telling you that they don't believe in you, whatever is, like, right, going on, and not investors or whatever, right? And you're like, well, I don't know how I'll pull this off. And I don't think I see a way forward and I just don't think that I was I really was dreaming when I thought I was gonna do this right so when and I I feel like at that time what what is happening is that you have no creativity to see mm-hmm. any solutions to the problems you're currently having so if the problem is not getting enough enough customers you're not really 
thinking creatively of how you get that, those customers. Or if you're not getting the funding, you're really not thinking creatively of how or where to ask and all these things, right? But it's not like now I'm going to switch and think creatively. What I do in those occasions when I'm really stuck, mm-hmm. uh, when, I, when I'm stuck and I feel depleted of my creativity, uh, but even, even when I'm not completely stuck, but not super motivated, uh, I, I'm very fortunate. I live very close to nature. So obviously, um, the typical thing that people tell you, which is true, go for a walk. It is true. Go for a hike. It is true. But what I use mostly for doing that is going to the hot springs. I have two hot mm-hmm. springs close to where I live. One is half. I'm so fortunate. One is 15 minutes away and one is um, two hours away. And depends on, you know, but I, I usually go to a one that is 15 minutes away. I go in the morning, early in the morning. And I, what happens in that hot spring is really hot. And it's not fancy at all. It's like, a, actually it's a cave. But what happens is that it's so hot. You go into this cave, it's hot water, steamy. And you kind of surrender because you're like hardly able to breathe, mm. right? And so you like go into a stage of like, dream i would say mm. so then you get out of the hot spring you go to this like uh resting place and you you're there kind of dying because you're like ah but you're <laughs> in a dreamy 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 space where there's no resistance where there's absolute surrender and once you surrender you're like peaceful and then light starts coming in mm. idea starts coming in they start downloading i normally go with a with a notebook to a hot springs because I never know when I'm going to get a download, right? So I just start receiving, but I need to be completely relaxed, completely surrendered. And I start receiving these downloads that like stimulate me. And then I become creative again and I start imagining things. And sometimes the downloads have nothing to do with the intention I had to go into a hot springs. Maybe they're about something else, but that means that, ah, it's like my intuition really. It's like opening the channel to my intuition. So if you don't have hot springs, there's other things. (laughs) You know, not everybody has luxury to have the hot springs. Although, I don't know, there's like hot springs everywhere. You can really research. Well, there's like saunas too. I mean, the kind of the similar. That's another thing I do. I go to the Korean sauna. If Mm -hmm. I can go to a hot springs, I go to a Korean sauna, which is like basically a very similar experience. There's a steam bath. There's a hot sauna, there's a salt room, uh, and you get very similar experience in that in that environment. So anything that can really like basically make you completely surrender, surrender physically at the point that you're not thinking, that your mind is not thinking, that you are just being, that's where you wanna be to activate your imagination your creativity, but I think what it is, is activating a connection to your intuition. Mm. Yeah, wow. But that's I don't have like a, I don't have a scientific proof of that, so I will have to research more. <laughs> well, uh, there's no. If we waited around for scientific proof of everything, <laughs> yeah. none of us would do anything, right? Intuitively, right. like yeah. I, I shared with you, I got the download 
you know, start this podcast in the the fall of 2019. And I argued with that. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that, you know. And then I, I mean, and you know, and 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 then we we came into the pandemic. I mean, and then it was just you know, like the the whole name, the spiritually persistent entrepreneur, really clicked at the beginning. I argued with it, right? So we would never do anything if we really had to wait for scientific proof or 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 guarantees. I know a lot of times people starting business, I mean, we want some kind of guarantee, but it was the same thing with me. I mean, I literally had three months of reserves in the bank and a newborn baby. And I just dove into, you know, starting my own business, having never started my own business before, but I just, you know, was, was, was knew that I would be guided and it was a, a a big leap of faith that you know I actually wrote about in Jack Canfield's book Mastering the Law of Attraction. So, so I really I really get where you're coming from on that, and 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 I really really want to acknowledge how powerful that is to just put yourself in a position of some kind of surrender, right? So whether it's a hot spring or a sauna or something, I love the idea of the physicalness of it. Um, maybe even like physical exertion you know i think that's a lot of times Maybe physical um, exertion that's absolutely true physical right? exertion to a level of really like physical exertion will get you there absolutely. right like that's i think why some people i've never been much of a runner but i do hear people talking about the runner's high and all of that which you know could very well come from that you know pushing yourself physically so i really would open the door to people to consider you know what could you do or what might you feel guided to do to bring yourself into that place where it really just does um bring you into a physical exertion or a physical experience so that your mind stops all of its um you know the monkey mind you know all of all of the things stop so um that's an awesome uh, an awesome suggestion suggestion. So Amandre, what process do you use to create new businesses? Like what, what if somebody's saying, I really want to do something, but I'm not really sure what I want to do. And oftentimes that really can put people in analysis paralysis. I'll call it like waiting for the, the best thing, you know, or, you know, the, the, you know, they've got to be perfect before they can do anything. So what do you recommend for people that know they want to do something? And maybe it even starts out as kind of a side thing, right? So what are some of your thoughts I, about I, people that want that? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that action taking action on anything mm. creates like you start seeing new things. For example, I knew this summer, I knew I'm a, you know, I'm a tech entrepreneur. I have a, um, a software company and I'm really like building this product for like, it's been like nine months now. It's very stressful because a lot of things don't depend on me. At the same time, I was like, you know, I want to be surrounded by creatives because I'm most happy when I'm with create creatives. Mm -hmm. One of the downloads I have received in the hot springs, like many months ago, was like there's a little little town that I that where the hot springs are, and I'm like the download was go to see the if there's anything for rent because maybe you can create a, a you know a, a place there for artists because you like artists, and I went and I did my research and I put an application for a rent. It wasn't, it was really not the right place to me. I said the university didn't give it to me because it was exactly not the right place. I live mm -hmm. an hour away. It would have been a disaster, right? But at the same time, because I had taken that action, because I have done that, that was, seemed so crazy, but I was like following my download. Um, 
but be, because of that, because I have taken that action, I have found out how much the rents were. I had found that all the information. Then I had a friend that had a studio here in Boulder where I live, an art studio. And, you know, we were in a group and she says, and she's not a very good friend, but she was in this group. And she says, I uh, am going to New York for three months and I would like, I'm looking for someone to sublet my studio. And I'm like, wow. Okay. He was the exact location I wanted next door to my best friend who's an artist. Uh, it was for the right amount of time because I didn't want to commit to a year. I wanted to like try this thing, right? Of being like an art to a, 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 a gallery. Plus this place was set up as a gallery, right? But if I wouldn't have taken action on the, you know, on the first thing, I wouldn't have known what I needed and I wouldn't have been open to this opportunity when it came. So I think taking action on any intuition that you get even though it's not going to be the end goal and maybe it's not going to be what you end up doing, what's happened is that you end up learning about something. And because you have some information, then you are guided mm. when the right opportunity comes. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is so true because it, it just can be just like following the little breadcrumbs, right? So if you would have been really stuck on, I've got to get, you know, I've got to get a place here in that town, even though you were getting all the indicators that said, no, not here, not here, not here, somewhere better, somewhere better. But if you would have really just been, you know, so focused on your, you know, what you thought was the right thing to do, you never would have allowed yourself to be open and and really truly be a vibrational match for what happened with your friend. Right. Because because you just maybe she wouldn't have talked to you about it. Maybe it wouldn't have been available. You know, we don't know. So I think that I is even- a re- powerful thing yep and even more if i would have not followed my intuition because i mean my Mm. intuition or this download was like so crazy i was like what that makes no sense (laughs) right (laughs) like oh i know (laughs) (laughs) totally when we get them sometimes it's like what am i why am i gonna be doing anything like that but there's it's like that's that's um, a download to point you kind of towards the direction, you know, like just go that way. You'll find out more when you get there kind of thing, you know, and I love how you're sharing too, that it's really about, um, you know, going in the direction of the download, going in the direction of the intuition and not having to necessarily know that that's the, that's the be all end all of it. It's just moving you towards something where you're going to be getting in some vibrational proximity of kind of like the next thing. Right. And very important, totally. And then very important to not talk yourself out of things. Mm. So very important. And this is very difficult. I would say this is very difficult to, I know you know how to do it. I know how to do it. Mm. Very few people do it, especially women don't do it. Right. But like, and that links back to my husband saying, no, you shouldn't do this. Right. But I'm like, yes, I'm doing this. And so what I'm, what I think it is, it's like you, there's a voice that is telling you that is crazy, Andrea. Do not put that application that makes no sense. You're crazy, right? That is crazy. And you still do it because I don't know, there's something you because the because you have you have a feeling that you should do it is crazy. And like the art gallery was like crazy. It was like, why should I do an art gallery? I'm an entrepreneur, but like it ended up being one of the best experiences of my life, you know? But but really doing something, even though your internal voice is telling you that you are crazy and you should not be doing it. It's like, 
but that's not intuition. The internal voice that is telling you you're crazy and shouldn't be doing, that's not intuition. Because there's like a confusion with between what is intuition and what are like, you know, the ego, the limiting beliefs, the fear, right? Right. So I think that's super, super difficult too for a lot of people though, because it's almost like Well, jumping. I totally agree. And that's why so often it's so valuable to have a mentor, you know, a coach, someone that is objective that can kind of help you see the forest for the trees, right? Because, you know, even when we know it, even when we know and we're practicing that, you know, that there can be so much value in that. So we'll talk about that a little bit later you do have uh, an amazing gift, I think, that can really support people on that. Um, so one of the things that you talk about is canceling other people's opinions. So tell us a little bit about that, because that kind of piggybacks right on to the idea of canceling your own <laughs> opinion, you know, the negative opinion that's saying you're crazy, that's never going to work, you're never going to get anybody, whatever, you know, that voice that is not intuition, the opposite of intuition, the opposite of inner guidance is telling you. So how, um, Andrew, do you suggest that we cancel other people's opinions? I mean, oh, so this is difficult. This is a difficult topic and cultural topic. For example, I'm Latina. There's mm-hmm. a lot of cultural things with being Latina, for example, what the role of a woman should be in the house. There's a lot of things like that, right? That we all have our own cultural limitations. And so we start by, you know, even doing that. But I think the most the most important thing is that you should operate always from a place. Of, first of all, I have three principles in life. One, mm-hmm. life is short. My father died when he was 48 years old, and I never will forget that. He was healthy. He was, you know, rich. He was, like, beautiful and good-looking, and he died at 48 years old without really living his life. So one thing I always remember is that life is short, and... You should leave it. So the second thing is that you're that when you are you know confronted with a new project, with doing a new business, or should I do that or not, that always err on the side of curiosity instead of fear, because there will be fear always. I am always, I always have fear always, but I also am very yeah. curious, and I saw I let my curiosity be the driver, not my fear. Right. So. It is the same thing as other people. So other people have opinions and they uh, are important to you, but they're not you. They don't have where you, they don't come where you come from. They have the experiences you had. They have the needs you have. Because I think that when something is calling you, it's a, it, I take it as a need and there's something there you have to explore. So everybody's different. And so you can take opinions, you can take advice, but you really need to follow your gut. And that's really difficult too also. I don't. I think that's where the spiritual practice and being the spiritual persistent entrepreneur that you talk about and coaching. I mean, always. I always have coaches, always, all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I don't do this alone. I don't do this alone. I have coaches, but I also like listen to podcasts like yours. I listen to YouTube videos that uplift me. Um and I create my own reality of of like people talking to me that are not the naysayers. Yeah, that's so powerful. I, I, I really have to align with you. I My father passed away early as well in that age range. And um, absolutely, that is a principle is life is short. It, it totally transformed my family from 
you know, having nitpicking arguments and all kinds of things or, you know, um, seven of us and to just saying, I mean, it just transformed our family because we, we realized that you just never know. And then the same thing, my, my brother passed away when he was 40 and uh, my younger brother, and um, it was just instantaneous and there was no, no issues, no health issues, whatever. And so we had two people, you know, in our family. So, you know, so that really changes you when you lose people like that because it's so young uh, because, you know, you do really have that. So I really want to acknowledge that with you as well. And how do you, what practices, let's talk, let's, let's skip to, um, you talk about, uh, well, let's talk about uh, how you find the energy to start new things, because this is a big thing that you ch- talk about as well. And you've been kind of talking about that the whole time as we've been going through this. But what are some things that you can suggest for people to find the energy, especially for women? You know, when I started my business, I had a newborn baby, you know, and I I mean, you're still, a, you know, potentially a mother, a wife, you know, you still have all these other things that come along with being a woman. You know, I, I said, you know, you're still the one, at least in my host household that, you know, remembers the birthdays or, you know, I was coordinating the birthday parties for my daughter and doing all those kinds of things. So especially for women, um, how do you suggest you find the energy to start new things? There, there's a lot of people now, especially after, after the pandemic pandemic that really talk about being burned out. You know, there's um, there's a lot of that going on in corporate America, but also as entrepreneurs having an entrepreneurial burnout as well. So what are any suggestions or thoughts you have on that? Well, that's a great question. And I really think, and I, I now know by experience that like when you something that you like, this is when you're passionate about like something like let's say art for me because this is my new thing i love art you know mm-hmm. and i'd be surrounded by artists that energy that i get from like doing this impromptu you know kind of art gallery summer gave me a so much energy for my other business right mm-hmm. like it gave me confidence because i was so good at doing it that I felt so confident that I was confident talking to customers, talking to investors, talking to others because I was feeling so good about myself. I also get provide me an opportunity to not obsess with this company at things that I could not control, which is like depended the developers, finishing the product, this and that. And so I did not drive my team crazy, right? So they're like, I was so, so calm. So what I really think sometimes that when you things that like you're passionate about and you're guided by curiosity, it enhances everything else. Maybe you are like less, have less time to think about like what your husband is doing that annoys you because you're like doing so many other interesting things, right? Mm-hmm. And your energy from one project carries to the other. And because you're coming with good energy to the other project, like you have more energy. It's like, I think that energy creates energy. I really do think. I don't mm-hmm. think that, I think if you do, have you seen, and we all heard about the very busy people, very high level people that are like, get everything done and get them more done. It's because when you're doing more things that are interesting, you really have more energy. And the second thing is that because you're doing different things, maybe you don't put all the expected or in general, I think this is very important, mm. but it's very difficult. And I don't think I've been very good at it in my life, but I, I tell you how important this is is to not put such 
strict expectations on outcomes because you don't know what is going to be the outcome and it really doesn't depend on you. And the only thing you know is the is the the path, the now, the road. And it's the same as if you're hiking a really like, I hiked this summer from Crested Butte to Aspen, eight hours hiking. I'm like, you know, I'm a good hiker, but I'm not like, but I was like, at the end, one step at a time. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I have to do for my business. It's one step at a time. Step at a time. Every time I tried to look at the at the, the top and how far I was, I lost all my energy. I lost it. And then I was like, oh my God. So if I just focus on the path that I have to take, I'm perfectly fine because I'm breathing, I'm aligned, I'm in tune. I know, you know, every time I like raise my head to look ahead, I lost my steam. Mm-hmm. So that is a very good, like, um, a, I think, uh, you know, ex- exemplification of what our path as entrepreneurs and as spiritual entrepreneurs um, also, or entrepreneurs being guided by spiritual practices is really hard to do. So I, I know that I'm talking as if it was easy and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that, that's the thing is, um, it's simple, but it's not easy. And I think anybody that says it's easy is not, you know, being honest, because it isn't. I mean, you know, all these things we're talking about, they are simple, they're simple processes, but they're not necessarily easy. And so I, I really acknowledge you for saying that and being transparent, because absolutely, I mean, you know, people you see, especially people I have on my podcast, people see, oh, they're so sex- successful, they never have any problems, they never have any doubts, they never, you know, have any challenges or struggles, everything's so easy for them. Well, no, that's just not the case. I mean, and so I really do appreciate you sharing that, because that's the truth. Uh, there are going to be issues, there are going to be setbacks, there are going to be things that happen. And it's, it's about really getting into this place to be able to manage your energy, manage your expectations, listen to your inner guidance and, you know, and, 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 and take, and take one step at a time. You know, it's funny. uh, That's really kind of like my mantra. It's like one step at a time a time. I mean, that's all you can do is one step at a time and things absolutely can change in an instant. And so, you know, but we have to take one step at a time. So I really appreciate you really reiterating that and really inspiring listeners to, to really do that. So um, Andrew, what practices do you use to supercharge your entrepreneurial career? This is one of the things that, that you talk a lot about. And I, I just, I, I love your practical guidance that you're providing for people here today. So what practices or what do you recommend for people to supercharge um, their um, entrepreneurial career? Supercharge your entrepreneurial career a lot of times means really kind of re redefining your reality. So, for example, I'm going to give an example. Mm-hmm. I hate fundraising in general. I'm very scared of fundraising. It's really difficult. It's a man's world. It's true. That is true. And every time I've had to fundraise, I had to create a new reality for myself. Mm. So, for example, um, I the last time I fund, fundraised, I I knew I was not a hot company. I mean, I you know I had like revenues. I was doing well in in the service business, and I was like generating revenues. But whatever, 
I didn't, I wasn't like a hot name. I'm not like a, you know, I, I didn't have like an incredible exit. I have an exit from before, but it wasn't like, wow. And so I was like, how do I fundraise with these limitations, right? With like the fact that no one, I'm kind of well-known, but I'm not famous, like nothing. I don't have anything to compete really uh, on a national, you know, level, what they're going to give money to me. And and what I did, I I, I kind of created, I, I joined a, um, a course online for creators that, as I was telling you, that lifted, like that was telling you, like that's an, another example. I joined this, this course for creators that gave me so much energy because I was so mm. happy being surrounded by these people. I was so creative and I was saying things on the internet, on, on like Twitter at the time. And I was saying things and because of that, I met other creators and those people introduced me to investors. And that's how I got my round feel but like and I created this whole narrative of who I was that was fun for me and 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 really I had to reinvent myself for that for that particular you know project of fundraising and now I'm fundraising again for example and I'm like now I what do I how do I do this in a way that is fun that I so I reinvent myself and now I'm think now I'm getting all surrounded by women, women that have been entrepreneurs and have raised a lot of money. I invented that I could ask them to be my my coaches and they are being my coaches. They said yes, three of them. And I'm like, have these three coaches. And that's how I reinvent myself and I'm supercharge something that I really don't want to do, which is fundraising, for example. Yeah. I love the, and also I love the idea of surrounding yourself with people that are also inspired and, and, you know, and creative and all of those kinds of things, because, you know, there's just um, such a power in the people that you have around you and connecting with them. And whether that's, you know, joining a program or whether that's having a coach or a mentor, you know, and that's, that is, um, able to see you in a new light, you know, because we see ourselves and our limitations and that's what we replay. But for someone to see us objectively that, you know, doesn't have any baggage, you know, the baggage that we drag around is just so powerful and so valuable. And so I I, I love these ideas that you're providing. And and I, I think even like, as you said, even joining or doing something that just is really creative for you to to really activate the creativity. Maybe it doesn't even have anything to do with your business or what you're you know creating in your business, but just something that you feel that gives you passion and gives you joy. And maybe it's totally separate from your business, but it will activate more energy in you. And then that energy will align you with the data downloads that energy will align you with the intuitions right because we've got to be in a higher vibrational place to get the downloads to get the intuitions right we can't get them from the lower vibrational spaces we just aren't on that right channel right so um i i literally could talk to you all day long that's why we definitely have to have you back i know we just kind of scratched the surface so i i just really appreciate everything you shared here today and i can feel the depth of your your caring and your support for others, you know, on this entrepreneurial journey and all the the things that you've done to get to the place that you are. I just really am grateful for you and your light. We can I know you have something that can help people take a next step. And like we talked about, one next step. So can you share a little bit about 
the 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 free gift that you've brought. This will be on the episode page, everybody, and you can go to the episode page and get that. But can you share a little bit about that, Andrea, and how that can support people and everything you've been talking about here today? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a little quiz that I created mm-hmm. to understand how are you using your spiritual skill skills to uh, create your reality as an entrepreneur. Mm. So you can answer a few questions and you get some 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 insights about what you're doing and what else can you be doing and things like that. Oh, that's fantastic. So that really is going to help uncover, give you greater clarity, right? Be able to, you know, um, provide you with something that can activate and inspire you. So I love that. So folks, you can get that on the episode page. And Anya, just so grateful to have you here today. As I said, we'll have to definitely have you back. And is there anything you want to say in closing um, to folks? That I am actually also doing, will be doing a retreat in December, um, a hot springs retreat in here in Colorado, in one of my favorite hot springs. So I'll also share, share that information later. Okay, fantastic. That can be on our episode page as well for people to get that information as well. So uh, we're just so grateful for you, grateful for your light. We just really send you positive energy for all of your endeavors and everything that you're doing. And I'm just really grateful for you being here today. Thank you, Sharon, for creating a space for uh, for entrepreneurs like this. It's so, so, so valuable. I cannot even express how, how important this is. Well, thank you so much. And really appreciate you. And we'll see everybody back here next time. We see you living lives of love, joy, peace, health, prosperity, energy, inspiration on your entrepreneurial journey. And we see you back here next time, everybody. And and we um, see you living lives of of all those essences in all ways, all ways. So we'll see you back here next time, everybody. Do you hate selling yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.